Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is the show about maximizing your health without drugs and surgery. And uh, today we're going to actually be talking through one of our favorite essentials out of the five that we teach consistently. Um, The five essentials are the five steps that we use to help direct people back towards health and healing. And today we're talking about the mindset, the mindset essential. Yes. Uh, We have an event coming up that we're really excited about. And we're going to be walking people through how to start taking the five essentials and applying them to their life, learning how to heal, how to eat, how to move, how to think, and also how to avoid certain things that are toxic to our lifestyle. So if that is something, um, let's put it this way. That's something you're going to want to be at. Yes. Um, That event is going to be awesome. And I don't know of anyone teaching what we're teaching the way we're teaching it and arming people with the tools and, and the, the um, you know, just the, the action steps to actually start reclaiming their health. Yes. So if you're looking to attend that, I would encourage you to uh, get registered for it right away. You can go to drryanlive.com, click on the menu and then events. That's also the same website where if you're listening to us and you decide to schedule an appointment, you can schedule one right there. You can also go there and check out our podcast. Um, there's lots of great stuff on that website. So drryanlive.com. Um, doctor's not spelt out. D-R, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, live, L-I-V-E.com. And uh, so today we're talking about the, the mindset essential. And the more you dive into mindset and you start, you know, it's not just positive thinking. It's not just these things. But one of the, one of the things that you'll find repetitively um, when it comes to developing good habits and, and thinking successfully, um, is at the heart of it, when you break it all down, it's about being grateful and thankful for the things that you already have. Because whether God or the universe or whatever it is that's aligning itself on our behalf, which is a belief that we have that life is working for us. Yes. And that when you take a look at if you're appreciative of what life is bringing you, you're going to receive more of it. And if you're unappreciative of what life is bringing you, um, you're probably going to receive more of the stuff you're unappreciative of (laughs) uh, uh, or more things to be unappreciative of. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that the phrase has been coined, what you think about, you bring about. Right. I like that. Um, And, you know, there's there's a lot of the Bible talks about and, and, and as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah, that's good. Yes. So it is all connected, right? Like this isn't just, um, nothing happens in isolation. We talk about that a lot with our bodies, right? In our health, that nothing happens in isolation. And that the same thing is true is how our mind works um, in the system of our body. You know, there is no way for you to go. um, I was thinking about this on the drive over here, that your bones or your heart, or your lungs, or any system in your body doesn't choose to come in to our office to get healthy, right? Yep. It's our minds. Like the decision is made, the decisiveness is made in our mind. And so in order to get a hold of your life, you do, like, I mean, it, 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 you have to, you have to get a hold of your mind in order to get a hold of your health, in order to get a hold of your life, in order to get a hold of, you know, any single thing you're talking about. The best way to do that, in my mind, is to get a hold of this gratitude principle, right? The principle of gratitude. So what is um, gratitude? So gratitude, um, 
there's one definition that I love, and it's the willingness to recognize the unearned increments of value and one's experience. Right. So that's a little ethereal, but a, a more realistic or a more, um, I guess, down to earth way to say that is the, it's the feeling that embodies the word. Thank you. I like that because you try to define gratitude like you were just saying. It, it can be a bit of a challenge. Um, you know, that was very that was like a textbook or term paper definition. Right. And I think, you know, the, the reality is people all know what gratitude feels like. So right. the word thank you. Um, you know, you smile at a stranger and they, they, they smile back um, and, and you can sense that same thing. Uh, it's kind of magically produced in our brain that just that sensation of knowing that there's uh, appreciation. I had that really weird phenomenon happen. And I told you about this. I was golfing up in Arcadia Bluffs and right. in Michigan, and it was the most beautiful golf course I've ever been on. And after that, well, the first hole aside, because I hit a horrible drive and bogeyed <laughs> the first hole, but I, the next the next five holes were like birdie, par, birdie, birdie, par. And I've never played that good of golf on that hard of a course. And I remember it wasn't even the golf. It was, um, I was in a place where I was looking around at what God created. I was looking around at the golf course. I was like up there with some of my best friends getting to have an experience I didn't know I would ever get to have. And I was just like completely grateful. And while I was completely grateful, it was weird that um, I was just enjoying it so much. And then because I was enjoying it, I was playing better golf than I've ever played. And it was this weird place that I was in. And I knew it all started with just like this weird, dense feeling of gratitude. And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, how do I not let this go? How yeah. do I how do I stay in this? And I really thought like this is what this is it. It was like blissful. This is this is what Heaven will probably feel like this one day. Right. And I was just, and it had nothing to do with the golf. And I know this sounds silly, but the reality was, um, I think we've all had those opportunities where there's like, I've had this thought process watching our kids do something before. We're right. just watching them and be like, how can I stay in this moment for a really long time? And I think, you know, if we can make a habit out of creating that, because you can actually get yourself into that place by developing a habit of gratitude. Um, I love the Aristotle quote where Aristotle says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So how could we, can we, can we develop the habit of gratitude? So I think that's something that we're going to talk about. Um, but I think it's, it's neat to get into like why gratitude, what does it do? Um, so I, I found this interesting that e even after cutting through kind of the smoke of the law of attraction style belief systems, gratitude has been shown to be quite transformative in human beings, range, ranging from students to retirees. This is a study in 2003 by Emmons McCullough found that keeping a daily gratitude journal leads to better sleep, reductions in physical pain, a greater sense of well-being, and a better ability to handle change. Um, sign me up for all of those. Right? <laughs> so you're going to sleep better. You're going right. to have a better sense of well-being uh, and then less physical pain. And then you're going to be able to adapt and handle change in your life better. Yeah. Sign me up for that. For Absolutely. So the, the, the whole world of brain science, you know, they love the studies on gratitude because um, it's all about like what happens uh, biochemically in our bodies in response to an emotion which is interesting because you can access emotions anywhere. This is how people literally survive things like concentration camps was accessing different emotional states. Right. Uh, in 2008, there was a study that subjects experiencing gratitude were studied after functional uh, MRIs. 
and it was found that they were influencing their hypothalamus in re- real time. So some of you guys are thinking, their hypo what? <laughs> so your hypothalamus is like the really tiny part of your brain that directly influences things like sleep, eating, stress, um, you know, satiety. So gratitude stimulates the part of the brain associated with dopamine, the neurotransmitter dopamine. That's your do-it-again chemical. Um, so this is responsible for creating new learning pathways. So um, it's neat that we know there's a power to gratitude. And what we're going to do is talk about how to access that and make a habit out of it and, and do this habitually. So that's what we're going to be going over coming up. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55 KRC, the talk station. Today, we're talking about um, the essential. Uh, when we talk about essentials, we're talking about the five essentials of max living. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with that, go to maxliving.com and you can check out the five essentials and, and what those are. Um, but they're the five essential areas that we actually have influence over our health. And today, we're talking specifically around mindset. Um, mindset, I believe, is is the number one essential, really. Absolutely. It's critical. Everything starts with what you think. That, you know, every every action, we had to decide why we're doing it. Every, um, every, every mistake we make, we you know, in order to correct it, you have to go back into the thought process of things. And the more we start thinking about the way we're thinking, um, the better our life can be. But one of the things that we know influences somebody's happiness more than anything, and there's a lot of science around this right now, is gratitude. We just went through a couple of studies talking about the power of gratitude. Um, I, I love the, 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 the one study we were just talking about how when somebody simply thinks about their favorite movie. So they're accessing, um, you know, thoughts about their favorite movie. And, yeah. you know, there's some gratitude with that. Like you enjoyed it, right? Yes. And when they access thoughts about their favorite movie, they could increase endorphins in their body by 27%. That's the feel incredible. good, the feel good chemicals. Right. Right. So there's something about recalling things that we like or are appreciative of that neurochemically affects our bodies and actually changes our physiology. So our thoughts and the state that's produced by good thoughts literally changes your body neurochemically. And then those chemicals have an effect on your organs and tissues. So it literally changes your body biologically and physiologically. And so if you want to have great health, one of the first things you got to do is get your mindset right. You know, En Vogue said it. Free your mind. <laughs> the rest will follow. You know, I, I love that you're pointing this out because I think a lot of times when we're sitting there um, like in, in our just day-to-day, driving to work, sitting through work, coming home, rushing the kids wherever they need to go, trying to make dinner, try, you know, just the things that are happening and and something pops up and and let's say we start having heart issues or we're having breathing problems or we have some dis-ease that starts in our life. We go visit the doctor. We get a diagnosis of something. And we don't realize the connection between our mind and our body. Like we literally think that everything from our, our neck down is a different system than everything from our chin up. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and th- that connection, like... There is 
I believe, I truly, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I truly believe that chiropractic is one of the only of arts, um, sciences that really dives into that connection between your brain and your body. Well, so a chiropractic is all about your nervous system, which literally is the connection between your brain and your body. So I think that just fundamentally, we're one of the only uh, healthcare practices that talks about the brain-body connection. Right. You know, everyone talks about it like you were using the word before, you know, etherically, like, right. oh, the, the brain-body, brain-body, whatever. But like chiropractic is the only profession that actually, uh, on a daily basis, is helping people reconnect their brain-body. Right, right. Um, so right. I think that, yeah, right. as chiropractors, we we understand that your brain and getting your mind right. You know, if you guys have ever woken up, anybody ever woken up and had one of those days where, like, you just felt like you couldn't do anything wrong, right? Oh, yeah, where you where you felt just, just invincible. Like, like you're unstoppable. Like, you'd conquer, unstoppable, yeah. you'd conquer the world. Maybe they're, maybe they're few and far between, but most of us have had one of those days where just, like, we felt like, like, Everything was going right. And then we've all, unfortunately, had those days where, like, the converse of that, which is, like... Right. Our you... six-year-old woke up like this today. <laughs> had a rough go this morning. <laughs> we, we spent a few minutes just straight up hugging, um, knowing that, uh, you know, when you hug, oxytocin's released. And right. there are chemicals that actually feel good chemicals that are released. So, like, it's got to be longer than 20 seconds. So I just sat right. there and hugged him and held on to him. And... It's amazing how that, again, neurochemically changes body. We use some essential oils that we know neurochemically have an influence right, over right. emotions, um, citrus oils and whatnot. And yeah, we had, we, he had a rough go this morning. So, um, but one of the big things is why do you have a rough go? Uh, you know, the way he woke up, the things that started having right out of the gate, he wasn't taking his own thoughts captive. He was kind of right. being subject to the day. Right. So if we're really going to master this and wake up and have days where like things go well for us then we need to uh, take our thoughts captive first thing in the morning. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us, first thing in the morning, our alarm goes off, and the first thought is, God, I hate getting up. <laughs> yeah. So already we're off to the wrong start, right? right. Um, I, my alarm clock, I, I, I used to have, and I need to reset this, I got a new phone, but I had like some of my absolute favorite songs wake me up in the morning. Yeah. Because like, what better to wake up to than a song you love? Right, right. And so um, for me, it's that song by Jet. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just gets me kind of pumped up. And then, uh, and and then I I immediately go in the bathroom, and that's where I keep something that I want to intentionally put in my head. And so I start changing, you know, getting my thoughts right. right. So the worst thing you could do is 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 um, so you're going to feed your brain one way or the other. But one of the worst things you could do is go in there and grab your phone and open up Facebook Ugh. because now you're being force fed stuff that you're not necessarily intentional about. Um, but the the, 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 the number one. Pra- Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Well, I, I was, some of us have our alarms on our phones. And so literally, like you wake up in the morning and you just grab your phone and turn your alarm off. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there with your phone in your hand. Yep. And then you're like, oh, oh, here's my phone. This feels good. I have, I get dopamine responses when this phone dings and when I get messages yeah. and when I check Facebook and when I do all these things. And so immediately dopamine, like you said earlier, I love what you called it, the do it again hormone, right? Yeah. Like the do it again. And so it's, so you, you have your phone in your hand and you're thinking, do it again. Let's do it again. Let's jump on the things that make me feel good again. And so you're going right to them and you, that's taking control of your mind. You're not t- taking control of the situation there. Yeah. yeah that's that's so beautiful. True. So you have to have a habit. You've been reading that book, Atomic Habits. Yeah, You have to have it. a habit in the morning 
that we are what we repeatedly do. And so we have to have a habit that gets our mindset in the right direction, knowing that gratitude is very powerful. The first habit we should get into, and I want to challenge you guys to do this over the next 30 days, which is writing down three things you're grateful for first thing in the morning. Um, So your alarm goes off, shut it off. I would prefer if you do this pen to paper in a notebook and not on on your phone. Yep. Because I just think, I don't know, I know our phones do everything, but I, because they do everything, they do anything. And because they do anything, they're they actually, they become invaluable instead right. of valuable because there's nothing that they can't do. And then they're, they're like, there's nothing unique about them. But there is something unique to putting, like when you have, this is my gratitude journal, yep. like it is a defined thing now. So wake up in the morning, take a pen or pencil and write down three things you're grateful for. Here's the interesting thing. For some of you, that's going to be really challenging at first. Yeah. The more you do it, I promise you the easier it gets. But um, like you, the first thing might be, you're just like grateful you woke up. Like you, it's it's a miracle that you go to bed every night and like, like life is a miracle. Life is a miracle. The fact that all these 70 trillion cells are doing all these things and like you go to bed and everything powers down except for your brain. And then somehow magically your brain wakes the rest of your body up. (laughs) Like that's a miracle. So you can just be grateful for that. Or you can be grateful that your kids woke up that morning. Absolutely. You know, not they woke up and, you know, you know, we're screaming and woke you up or whatever, you know, hungry or this or that, but that, that they actually woke up, that some people put their kids down and we have a friend, you know, put their, their child down one time and their child never woke up. Right. And so there, there are things now those are deep and heavy, but maybe, maybe it's just that you have a job to go to. Maybe it's, but writing down something that you're grateful for, you know what? I got it right. Think about some you're ungrateful for and then just turn it around. Turn like, around. <laughs> I don't want to go to work today and be like, you know what? I'm thankful I have a job. Right, right. Have you ever had your air conditioning go out? I'm super grateful for air conditioning when it goes out. Remember when we first got married, that first week we got married and we didn't have, remember? We didn't (laughs) have air conditioning or hot water for a week because of that that storm storm. that happened back in 2008. Yeah, there was a storm that happened. And we were living in Michigan and the storm had happened in Ohio right before. And so they had sent all the energy trucks down to Ohio to take care of things. And Michigan had none left. And we had no, we we spent our first week of marriage with no power. Cold showers. (laughs) Cold showers. So that's the first thing you're going to do. And this is a practice. For the next 30 days, you're going to write down. Down three things you're grateful for every morning. We're not going to stop there. We actually have four other steps to this morning ritual and evening ritual that you're going to spend the first five minutes of your day, morning and night, writing some things down. And this will transform your entire life over, believe it or not, over 30 days. Yes. That we're going to walk through some more of that coming up. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55 KRC, the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin, Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55 KRC, the talk station. We're talking about our mindset essential today. We have an event coming up. If you're liking the show today, then I promise you the event that we have coming up is going to be powerful. So go to drryanlive.com, drryanlive.com, and get registered for the Max Living Makeover, which is October 26th from 9 to noon. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, We're going to walk you through mindset, how we heal, food that helps you heal versus uh, food that doesn't, how to move in a way that is actually um, creating health because actually you can exercise in ways that are not, that are actually creating the opposite of health. And then also what things to avoid to set yourself up for the best health possible. Um, So that event's going to be amazing. Lots of vendors there. 
Uh, again, if you're liking what you're hearing today, um, come to a live event. There, uh, the radio is awesome, but there's something about a live event that's just transformative. Absolutely. So we're talking about gratitude, and we're talking about developing a habit of gratitude. So one of the things I'm challenging you guys with is for the next 30 days, wake up every single day and write down right away, first thing, three things you're grateful for. And I think the best way to do it is write down the first three things that come to your mind. Um, the second step in this process is that you're going to write down, this seems kind of similar, but it's a little different. You're going to write down three things that would make today great. Yes. So this is, this is actually, there's a lot of science behind this, and I want you guys to understand where this comes from, but have you ever had the experience of buying a new car, and then all of a sudden you see the same model everywhere you go? Or yes. for us, it was naming our kid Hudson. Yes. Uh, yeah. We had never heard the name Hudson, Hudson really. We'd never heard it. And then all of a sudden it seemed like every other kid was named Hudson. <laughs> and then, the, and then it happened again with our son Brooks. Right. We had never heard the name Brooks except for um, uh, Brooks Robinson, the baseball player. Right. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, every kid, it seemed like it was, had a sibling named Brooks. Yep. And yep. then our daughter, I had literally never heard the name ever in my life, Eliana. Right. And now I know probably eight Elianas. <laughs> right. We know and a so lot it's weird, Elianas but now. right. sometimes, you know, like you automatically notice how someone has the same shoes, haircut or shirt that you've had or something like that. Like, so that's an experience that is universal to all of us, but um, why does this happen? And so you have a small part in your brain called your reticular activating system, which turns on and off your perception of ideas and thoughts. And it really determines the lens through which you look at the world. So basically what it means is once you become aware of something, your reticular activating system, makes sure that you stay aware of it. Wow. And, and the converse is true with that, too. I've read studies before, um, and, and one of the books I've most recently read, um, The Antidote to Happiness, they were talking about a study where, uh, where they said, don't think of a brown bear. Yeah. And all, all they could do then was think of the brown bear and try as hard as you can for one minute straight not to think of the brown bear. Um, and then and then the things you had to do in your yeah, eventually mind. Eventually you're like, OK, red truck, yellow yeah. bus. <laughs> Don't think of a brown bear. Shit, crap, exactly. Now I'm thinking of the brown bear. Exactly. Exactly. So what happens is when you write down like the question we were talking about, what would make today great? You're taking a step to influence very intentionally your RAS, your reticular activating system to point out and engage in activities that would make your day better. So, and you can't even fight it against against it if you tried, right? No, like the same way you can't has proven avoid it's it. Impossible, right? So you're building new pathways in your brain that help you see the world in a different lens um, to improve your well being every day. So you're literally creating a new program in your mind that naturally increases your happiness. Yes. Let me repeat that again. By asking yourself what would make today great and writing down three things every day. You're creating a new program in your mind that would naturally help you increase your happiness. Now, if you do this consistently, it just consistently gives you better days. It's you know, really that simple. It really is that simple. And as somebody who started this two years ago now, two years ago on, on New Year's Day, this was 2017, I think, was the year that we 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 started doing this, um, started this challenge for 30 days on New Year's Day with a neighbor friend, neighbor couple of ours that are friends of ours. And um it was transformative in 30 days. And let me tell you the gift that it gave me. What I took away most from this was that I, um, at the time, was uh, had three kids with a baby and, and had a business. And at the end of the day, no matter the amount of things that I accomplished in the day, I could still sit down at the end of the day and think, well, but I didn't get that done. Oh, 
but I didn't get these two things done. Mm. Oh, but I forgot to send that letter out. Oh, I forgot to call that person. Oh, I forgot to do the. I could have gotten 3,000 things done that day, but I could still pick out the two things or four things or 10 things maybe that I didn't get done that day. And the gift that this practice gave me was it allowed me to sit down at the end of the day and just feel like I accomplished something. Like I got the three things. What would make today great? Check, check, check. I, those things happened. I, some of them were experiences. Some of, some of them were, were things that I knew I needed to get, you know, a big thing I needed to get checked off my list, whatever it was. And I got to sit down at the end of the day and just feel grateful for getting it done and like having a good day and and feeling like I accomplished it. And and I got to just look at my kids and enjoy the moment. That's what I love about that question, because if you predefine what would make today great, and so like I have this one thing I need to get done today above everything else, right. but I also want to spend 30 minutes just really being around the kids and enjoying them, right. and then blah, blah, So as you're doing the one thing and tackling the, the first one, right. and then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. Okay, I got that done. Your brain's automatically going, okay, the next thing on my list was that it would I need to spend 30 minutes with the kids. And so you're like, you're looking for that opportunity, right? The reticular right. activating system goes to work and you're looking for that opportunity. Like, all right, let's go outside. Let's do this for 30 minutes, whatever. And then what's interesting is tomorrow morning when you wake up and you write down the three things you're grateful for, yep. your your thought pattern has changed. So now if maybe you're the person who struggles to be grateful, I, I'm going to be honest with you, that was me. Right. I I had a really weird experience one time where um, I had I had actually realized months after our firstborn was born... Yeah. That I hadn't even like thanked God for the miracle of his life. Right. And it was like, it kind of wrecked me um, because it was when I was going through this whole process of like um, learning about gratitude. Right. And uh, God kind of, I mean, God, God kind of broke me down in that moment. And, and I, and I started like listing off all these things I was grateful for. But what's interesting was if you're a, a person who struggles with gratitude, writing down what would make today great. Right. If those are things that get accomplished in the day, that means that you have three things that would have made today something to be great full for <laughs> because they made today great. Right. right, right, right and right, so right. then the second part of this, which you just kind of alluded to, and I don't I don't think you were intending on it, which is that's the morning practice. OK, right. but the evening practice when you go to bed, now you write down three amazing things that happened today. So this one was always an interesting one for me because I, my, my three things that would make today great became a checklist of items to get done. Right. But my three things that made today great usually were instances in the day that evoked emotions. Yeah. They were things that like kind of caught me off guard. You know, when, when Eliana for the, uh, four months after I buy her earrings, just out of the blue in the cars, point at their earrings and says, Daddy, thank you for buying me my earrings. Right. And it just like stopped me. Um, and my kids teaching me stuff about gratitude. <laughs> and so like what made today great when Eliana, you know, thanked me uh, for her earrings months after I bought them. Right. Um, now that starts changing my mindset of what would make today great. Because I was previously using it as a checklist and it started changing like thinking about how do I do that for other people? So what would make today great? I remember one of mine was, um, you know, to make Ashley feel special today. Right. So it changed Uh the way I thought about the next day. But then I started even thinking about it a different way. Like, okay, how am I going to do that now? 
So I started thinking of it. Now I started putting action steps to things I want to do for other people. And it became um, reach out to Ashley twice a day and, and, and say something nice to her. Yeah. Right. And it became like, how now, how, how am I going to do that? So, but I wouldn't have thought about that. What would have made today great in the morning? I wouldn't have originally thought about that had it not been list three amazing things that happened today. Yeah. So just to be clear, the morning routine is write down three things you're grateful for, write down three things that would have made today great. Yeah. And then in the evening, you're going to write down three amazing things that actually happened today. Yes. You know, if it, maybe it's just that you survived. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's that you got up. Right. Uh, I just watched the movie Molly's Game. If you guys haven't seen it, it's incredible in terms of like her. Uh, what's the word that they use? Her, her fortitude. Fortitude. And her, yeah. She was a formidable yes. you know, person. And, uh, you know, she said that, like, you just keep getting back up. So some days you're just grateful that you kept getting back up. Kept getting back up. And then the last thing, and and this is interesting because this is what I was talking about you alluded to, is most people can come up with a list of 100 things they didn't do or should have done. Right. But in this practice, you're allowed one. At the end of the day, after you write down three amazing things that happened today, you're allowed one thing that you could have done to make today better. Yes. And only one. And so you have to pick the most important. Yeah. And what it really forces you to do is it takes you out of the to-do list mindset and puts you into the, um, makes you think emotionally and connect to just very psychologically and philosophically, like what, what would it have been? Like what would have been the big thing? So yes, I could have done X, Y, and Z and this and that, but what was it that I actually didn't do today? Why did I put that off? Why did I do this? And for me, it's usually how my morning started. Yes. Or it's usually a thought process I had or something like that. So we're going to go into this a little bit more um, and then wrap this up and actually tell you guys the tool that we use to do this. That's right. coming up on Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. We're talking about gratitude, and we're talking about specifically journaling gratitude. Yes. Getting up in the morning, and the, the first five minutes before you do anything, grabbing a pen and writing it down. If your spouse is still sleeping, you get up earlier, do what I do. I go into the bathroom, and I turn on the bathroom light, and I, and I journal in there. Mm-hmm. The last five minutes before you go to bed, same thing. It's just five minutes, literally. I mean, you're you're in bed. Turn on your bed, your side light. Turn on your phone light. Whatever. Reach yep. over, grab your pen, and spend the last five minutes um, journaling the way we're teaching you guys. So here's how it goes: write down three things you're grateful for, three things that would make today great. In the evening, you're going to write down three amazing things that happened today. That's one of my favorites: is the amazing three. Yes. And then one thing you could do to make today better. Um, the reason I like the, the the amazing three is because some are expected, but some are un, very unexpected. Yes. So you can look back at the day and there are things that kind of caught you off guard. And it and it makes you appreciate the day better. I I, I think that it's a it's a huge um gratitude builder. I think it's also a huge faith builder. 
I think it is a huge faith builder. And and listen, I think that sometimes um, for the high achievers out there, or for you know people just that just want to stay in motion, or uh, you know if if you're familiar with Enneagram, I'm talking to the Enneagram threes and um, some of the Enneagram sevens out there. That sometimes you just you you go through your day so fast that you're not taking into account the big picture of like what you really want. Like, do you, you, you like, it's not the career. Isn't the only thing you want, right? Like work isn't the only thing you want. You also have this picture of your family and of your kids and of your spouse and of your, but sometimes we get so on autopilot, right? Yes. Sometimes we're so on autopilot that we're not thinking about the time that we're carving out for those other things. We're not thinking about, are we carving out a date night every single week? You know? Yeah. We're not thinking about, are we carving out that time with our kids every single day? Like, did I look my kids in the eyeballs today? I love that. I just watched Back to the Future with my son and the idea of going back into the past or, you know, into the future to be able to change something. Yeah. Um, that's just such a neat concept. I think that's what that making today better. Like, what could I have done to make today better? This is your opportunity to, you know, let's milk this concept for a minute. Think of your imagination as your DeLorean. Yeah. Like you get you get to jump in the DeLorean, go back today and change something. What would you change? And, and, and you know, making 1. today better. So, gigawatts. <laughs> The heck's a gigawatt? Do you know that um, one time, I have to say this, when, when I was speechwriting at General Motors, I was a speechwriter at General Motors a long time ago, different lifetime ago, and we we agreed that we would work the phrase 1.21 gigawatts into, into one of the speeches that we wrote, and we did it beautifully. <laughs> I love it. You pulled off a Back to the Future exactly. joke in the middle of a speech at GM. Exactly. And they had nothing to do with the DeLorean. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so what I love this is this This allows you to kind of go back in time. For me, naturally, my mind goes to like, what what could I have done to make today better? I think of like something I didn't get done. Yeah. But when I started actually practicing this, it was like, oh, man. So this this is like your personal reminder that you have the power to change your perception and really influence the future because sometimes it's really easy for us to get into that autopilot. You know, we get frustrated in slow traffic. We might do or say something we didn't want to, or, um, you know, you, you, you react to somebody, probably somebody closest to you who you love a lot in your life. And, and you wish you had the opportunity to go back and change that. Well, None you of do. us have ever done that. <laughs> you get None to do that <laughs> on paper. And so what, what this does is your perception really shapes our reality so we've already established that priming your brain automatically to scan for positive things in the beginning of the day is a very effective way to start the day. However, during the day when we have these automatic responses that kick in, um, this gives us a chance to go back and kind of have a do-over. And that can very intentionally start shaping the way we think about things too. You know what I mean? Like you get to go back and then think about the person you probably need to apologize to or right. maybe have a conversation with, but you also get back to and go back in your brain and do it right the first time. Right. And this starts to change the way you start to see these same things and it starts breaking patterns. The thing I love about this exercise too, is we're asking you to do list three things at the end of your day that are amazing that happen, but conversely only list one that wasn't necessarily so amazing that you would go back and change. Right. And so you're having to list more amazing things than be critical of yourself yes that's that's huge that's huge because we're we're already too critical we're already too critical we're there, there, there's research that so we think at the rate so think if, listen to me on this we think our brains think at a rate of ten thousand words a minute How, i mean i don't even i can't type very fast what's somebody who can type fast what can they type 
And that's a great question. <laughs> like, like 70, 80, 100 words a minute, something right. like that. Something crazy. Sure. Like I'm, I like, I like, I use like three fingers when I type. <laughs> and so I'm like probably 30 words a minute You're or pecking, something. Right. But we think at a rate of 10,000 words a minute. You ready for this? Science has shown that 70% of that internal dialogue is negative. Mm. And, and here's the thing is... <clears throat> Negative thoughts can be just as true as positive thoughts because our thoughts determine our actions, our right. actions determine our life. Right. Right. What what you do determines who you become and what you think determines what you who you do or what you do. So if we could flip that and make all of our thoughts positive, it would change our entire life. That means that the 70 percent that's negative, it's a lie. It's the enemy. Right. I really believe that is the enemy. I really right. believe that that is the enemy inside of us that's lying to us. You wouldn't allow somebody else to talk to you at a rate of 7,000 negative words per minute. Oh, my gosh. You, you'd, you'd smack them 10 seconds into it, right? Or, or, look at a, or look at a picture of yourself when you were younger. You wouldn't let somebody talk to that person like that. Oh, I love that. We watched that video of somebody saying all the, like, all the negative stuff about themselves. Right. And what they – oh, my gosh. It almost makes me cry when I think about this. Right. Think about the worst things you've ever said to your spouse. Right. And then take out a picture of your spouse when they were a little four-year-old. Right, right. And try to say those same things to that four-year-old. Can't do it. Think about the worst things you think about yourself. And then pull out a picture or hand your spouse a picture. When they're in a really negative mindset, ask them, you know, like, get the, get them saying some negative stuff about themselves, like just for a minute, not long, but just for a minute <laughs> and then hand them a picture of themselves at four right. or five years old and say, say that to that person. Right. And watch what happens. It'll break you down. And so this, this process getting in our own heads, we need a tool for it. So we've been holding this back the whole show because, um, people who listen till the end get rewarded. <laughs> And so because you're listening now, um, now if you cheated and you're just listening to the last few segments, go back in the podcast and listen to the beginning part. But right. but for those of you who listen to, to up until this point, we're going to share with you the tool that we use um, yeah. so that you don't have to every day try to remember what to write down. So it's called the five-minute journal. Yes. Ashley, tell me, how did, how did we find out about the five-minute journal? Uh, Do you remember? That's a well. We did it. We did it for that challenge on New Year's Day with our neighbors in 2017. We we did it for the month of January, and um, and then we've just kept held on to it ever since, and we've we've kept it in our protocol, and we've integrated it into our team. Yeah, I think. I mean, was it someone in Max Living maybe that shared it with us? Um, it could have been. So they have two tools. The company that makes this, and I don't even know the name of the company, but the Five Minute Journal is the name of it. And you can go to fiveminutejournal.com. You can also find it on Amazon. Um, but it goes through a lot of the stuff that we just went through. Uh, we were t teaching you guys out of this. And then the journal literally is just the journal you keep by your bedside. It's attractive. It comes in like a little linen um, bound book. Right. And it's a tool that Ashley and I have used to shape our life over the last couple of years. I'm going to tell you over the last couple of years, we have sold our gym uh, very profitably. Um, we have grown uh, multiple businesses. Right. We have um, very successfully uh, done some things with our children we're very proud of. Right. Um, we have been able to travel more. We've been able to employ more people. Yes. We have been able to start the radio show. 
and coach the, the people that we employ and that we've mentored. Um, we mentor a lot of people um, in We've our been field. able to talk to you guys. We've been able to start a podcast. Right. We've been able to um, – I mean, it's just been pretty remarkable how our life has changed in the two years that we've been using the five-minute journal. Right. And so I would just encourage you guys – to right now go on um, either five, the five minute journal.com or on Amazon, Amazon right. um, and pick up a copy of the five minute journal. There is an app. Don't use it. It's lousy. <laughs> the only way right. I would use the app is if for some reason you forgot to do your journaling in the morning and you wanted to write it in the app so that when you got home, you could transfer to your journal. There's yeah. something about when it when it's pen to paper yeah. um, and having this thing. Plus, you can have this five minute journal. You can put it on your shelf and then buy your one, next one for, you know, when, once you finish one and then you can have a collection of these over the years. And what's neat. I'm going to get kind of emotional about this one again. Yeah. Your kids can pull those off the shelf one day. And see how grateful you are for them. And read your thoughts mm-hmm. and read how their mom and dad thought and the things that they intentionally shaped their life out of and the things that they were um, apologetic for or they wanted yes. to change in their lives. Yes. Uh, I think it's really remarkable. It's a neat gift to be able to like, give to your kids one day um, for them <laughs> to be able to read your own thoughts. Imagine being able to go back and read what your parents used to think about if if they maybe some of us don't want to, but if they were intentional, if you don't right. want to, then um, break that and start doing it for your kids and be very intentional. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Until next week uh, at 2 p.m., you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.